2: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.
3: The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's
1: favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just gonna go put money on
3: that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos.
0: Every single play of every single game impacts you some way shape or form
3: it's you better you bet presented by betmgm
0: it is you better you bet it is a terrific football tuesday it is nick costos it is ken barkley and it's you here with us on the betql network simulcast now for the next two hours by our friends at Stadium, and it's going to be a badass two hours of wager-tainment. It was a badass hour number one of the show also. Recapped a lot of Championship Sunday because I was off yesterday attending to a personal matter, so Ken and I recapped a lot of what we saw on Sunday and gave you some early thoughts on Super Bowl MVP. If you missed it and you want to check it out, just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. after the show goes off the air today. Over the course of the next two hours, we'll have a couple great guests joining us to break down Super Bowl 58. Mark Schlereth, two-time Super Bowl champion, will join us coming up later this hour from the NFL on Fox. Super Bowl champion, Brandon Marshall, linebacker for the Denver Broncos, and our Beck Network teammate, Brandon, will join us one hour from now, breaking down the Super Bowl. Noops, Alex Christensen, talking NBA, coming up next hour as well. And Otherwise, uh, we're going to give you our early thoughts on the big game. Side, total, and I've got some props that I'm already the eyeing that I feel really great about coming up for the Chiefs and the Niners on Sunday February 11th power hour final hour will feature all our bets coming up tonight. But joining us right now to kick off the fun and frivolity here in our stadium two hours on this Terrific Football Tuesday is our good buddy Eric Eager from Sumer Sports. Love having Eric on the show. One of my favorite guests that we have on You Better You Bet. I love his takes on the NFL. Even when we disagree, I feel like Eric always brings something to the table. On Twitter at Eric Eager underscore and co-host of the Sumer Sports Football Show, along with former Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov, a Tim Scanlon client, Eric, welcome back to You Better You Bet. It's Nick and Ken. Uh, it's not quite Super Bowl week yet, but happy Super Bowl week almost here to you and yours.
3: Hey, guys. I can't believe that after all these years of Mark Schlereth leading the way for other people, I get to lead the way for him. <laughs> we
0: won't call like, you stink. This, don't
1: worry. Yeah, watch this replay. Eager pulls around at guard, and there's a Schlereth right behind him. That's that's how it's going to go. Um, maybe just a, a question or two, Eric, about the games that we saw on Sunday and some of your observations Nick went on a uh, pretty long rant in the first hour of the show justifiably so probably about Dan Campbell's decision making everyone in retrospect kind of questioning a lot of the calls that he made in the game and the perception being those calls and the fact that they didn't convert on them is how the Lions you know lost the game I, I'm sure you were scrolling social media got kind of doom scrolling probably with the industry that you're in seeing everyone comment on this like what was kind of your reaction to how how his decisions were perceived
2: well,
3: my my heart breaks for Lions fans. Obviously, uh, you know I was pretty giddy watching. You know, as somebody, I'll probably see you guys at the Super Bowl next week. Radio Road, it'll be a lot of fun. I was daydreaming over a Chiefs Lions getting to you know cover that game, and you know, obviously, you know it didn't end up that way. I, I gotta think like, let's let's think about this for a sec. If you're if you've watched this team, you've bought into Dan Campbell, you bought into Ben Johnson. By the way. You think Ben Johnson will, would would want to return to that team if they had gone if he didn't believe in what Dan Campbell was was doing with that team? Um, but you think about this like a guy who played four regular season games for that team had never kicked an outdoor kick for the Lions, going up there to kick a forty eight yard kick with a chance to tie the game, and at best going to kick the ball back to a team that had scored what you know twenty unanswered points against you, uh, twenty seven unanswered points against you. I, I like, I, I, to me, I'm like, I, I get it, you know. The only one, the only decisions that I think you could, like, fault the lines for, and I don't even really, this one, it, it's just a point of preference. At the end of the first half, I probably would have gone for it. I, I get kicking it, but I, I, I would like to be up 21 or up 14. I feel like being up 14 means you at least have your, your ear to the ground, ready for the comeback, being up 17 feels like you still have like breathing room and I felt like they slept through the third quarter. I'm, being up 21 is obviously even a better cushion. but that one's touchy. and then of course running the ball in that third down when you're down 10. I thought that those were the only two places where I really gave you know Campbell and Ben Johnson any flack. Every other point, they were you know, they, they played within their identity, they gave it a good shot. They were, they were a seven point underdog. they covered the number in that game and and they gave their fans their the best shot and and i thought that they did you know they did about as well as they could and that that's a great niners football team that's why they're in the super bowl
0: that's why i love eric 'Cause he agrees with me in the things that I say. Also he's 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 awesome and I and I enjoy his analysis, but we are and we were like DMing at the end of the game also about this. We were in lockstep like the entire game as to what as to what Campbell's doing. It just like it, it just it just drove me nuts. Like, great, go back to nineteen eighty if that's the type of football you want to watch. I'm just like I'm so sick of this stuff. Uh let's do something quick on the AFC title game, Eric, and then we can kinda hit, hit Super Bowl fifty eight, maybe some some coaching stuff as well. Uh did the Chiefs win the game on Sunday or did the Ravens lose the game on Sunday?
3: To take away from the chiefs because i thought that their defensive performance was phenomenal i thought you know patrick mahomes the first two drives by andy Reid and pat were amazing um they you know andy did kind of turtle at the end of the game like he's wanted to do and i i got flashbacks back to some playoff losses but that was the most inexplicable game plan from todd monken that i've ever seen right like it felt like you know, back to that Super Bowl where Bruce Arians tried to prove that Ben Roethlisberger was a Hall of Famer, and completely, you know, gave up a lead in the first half and they never could respond. It felt like he was trying to prove to the world that Lamar Jackson was Patrick Mahomes when Lamar Jackson would have been plenty good enough to win that game. And you had six running back carries the whole time. They were never down by more than ten. You could have just run the football and played with your strengths and to the Chiefs' weaknesses. And they never did, and you know they played right in the Chiefs' hands that whole game. Both defensive coordinators were throwing 100 mile an hour fastballs the whole game. Mike McDonald was terrific. Hopefully, he gets a head coaching job on the back of that game. Spagnola was awesome. But yeah, I think that you come out of that if you're a Ravens fan and you really did blow a huge opportunity to not only be in a Super Bowl, but given how the markets were responding uh, last weekend, you were going to be favored in that game. Yeah, it's I'm pretty crazy stuff,
1: uh, especially, yeah, you're right. I think in terms of like Ravens Niners and especially Ravens Lions with how it played out. Uh, one more question here, Eric, just because – you alluded to it already and like we we did ben johnson like a tiny bit in the first hour but i thought your answer was great there on like you know he's staying because he believes in the team so each team that got eliminated on sunday the ravens and the lions both have like an outstanding coordinator that we thought yesterday would maybe be both both be head coaches like today even or, or later this week mike mcdonald the defensive coordinator for the ravens and then ben johnson obviously runs the offense for the lions now we know johnson's staying And we don't know if McDonald's staying. I think, like, if you were to have a betting market, it's leaning toward he's not staying. He'd probably take a head coaching job. So with that in mind, knowing Johnson is back, who do you think is, and Dan Campbell said this after the game, we may not get back, who do you actually think is more likely to get back to the championship game, now knowing Ben Johnson's back? I actually think that makes a big deal.
3: I do, too. I, You know, and the NFC is not just going to get all all good all of a sudden. You look at the Niners, you know, one of the the storylines this week is going to be they're over the cap. And, you know, they're not going to get – they're not going to be able to bring back everybody. They went all in on McCaffrey. They went all in on, you know, guys like Trent Williams, Debo Samuel. You know, are they going to be able to sign IU to a big deal? Are they going to be able to do all that? And that's the, you know, prominent team in this conference. Detroit's right on their heels. Um, you know, Green Bay should be pretty good. Dallas is over the cap themselves, a big decision on Dak Prescott. It, the the answer is Detroit. <laughs> if you look at the ASC, you have, you know, Herbert now as Jim Harbaugh. You know, Buffalo will kind of always be in the mix, even though it'll be touchy for them. You know, that division that Baltimore plays in, all four teams had winning records this year, and that includes a Cincinnati team that had to play half the year without their starting quarterback. So uh, I think it's a pretty easy answer, even though you know Detroit's not as good as Baltimore. I think that Detroit easily has a better chance to make the conference championship game next year than Baltimore does.
0: You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Tuesday talking the NFL with Eric Eager from Sumer Sports on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. Eric, we'll get to the Super Bowl in a second. Um, I have another coaching question, though. Maybe Ken does also. and We can get to the game also. We'll, we'll have you on next week, I hope, to be able to go more in detail on the big game. I think, um, and Ken and I haven't done this on the show yet today, as we had a lot of other stuff to do in the first hour, but uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers earlier today, named former Falcons head coach, who's like uh, not, not a favorite son of us here on You Better You Bet for his work in Atlanta, Arthur Smith as their new offensive coordinator. I, I'll go more into detail on this later. I like him a lot as an OC. I just didn't like him as a head coach. I think this is a really good hire for the Steelers. Do, do you like this hire for the Pittsburgh Steelers here? Arthur Smith is the new OC under Mike Tomlin.
3: Yeah, I mean, the last time the Niners and the, and the Chiefs played in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs had to go through Arthur Smith's Titans when Ryan Tannehill led the league in yards for a pass attempt. The next year, Derrick Henry had 2,000 yards. Like, I I don't know if you want Arthur Smith laying out the team's tone and tenor. I don't think you want him laying out the team's philosophy. But to call it an an offense, yeah. I mean, he's probably pretty good, you know, for this team. And, you know, Corey Davis had his best year under Arthur Smith. Uh, A.J. Brown emerged under Arthur Smith. Uh, Henry, as I said, you know, had his best years under Arthur Smith. Tannehill as well. You know, there's a really good chance he can uncover uh, some of the potential in that offense with Pickens, Johnson, you know, Firemuth. Darnell Washington, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren. There there's you know, pieces there. I, obviously they gotta figure out what to do at quarterback, but it's not like Ryan Tannehill, uh, you know, Kenny Pickett's looking up at Ryan Tannehill and seeing Patrick Mahomes. So I, I think that yeah, there there's a n there's an awful lot of positivity you can take from that because uh, you know, the the culture is already built, you know, uh, you know, by that by Mike Tomlin for that team and he doesn't have to go in there. That was his biggest problem in Atlanta, no never really bought into him. As the leader of that football team, I think that just calling the offense, he should be pretty. He should be pretty good there. I kind of want
1: to ask you about Atlanta and Seattle, but we ha- we have a few minutes left, Eric. Maybe a couple questions on the Super Bowl, just because we should ask you a couple questions on the Super Bowl, and we'll ask you a lot more. And hopefully, we we'll see you on Radio Row next week. I think that'd be a lot of fun uh, having you on in person with Nick and I in person, which we which we rarely are too. Uh, market for the game pretty much the same as yesterday there has been some interest in the Niners in a couple places that's pushed this out to one and a half or two but we'll call it San Francisco by less than three one one and a half or two depending on the book that you're looking at and the total has stayed exactly the same 47 and a half you, you saw the matchup you watched the two games Sunday you saw the betting market you see it now uh, what's your first thought for the Super Bowl
3: yeah I, I texted a few friends you know the, uh, my my buddies at the Hammer last you know two weeks ago and I was like look you might get Patrick Mahomes plus three, minus 120 or better for three straight weeks, most complete team that he's ever going to have. Now, you're not going to get plus three, minus 120 or better in this game in all likelihood, although we, we said that about last week's game and it got pushed to plus five in some spots. So I, I think people are, you know, bettors who bet on injury news, which are most of the sharps now, they're going to like the Niners in a game like this because the team is more complete um, but I think you're always going to get buyback on game day on the on the Chiefs. So I think if you like the Chiefs, I think you wait until post. I think if you like the Niners, you probably got to get in now because there was that early money on Kansas City, similar to what we saw last week against Baltimore, and then all of the the midweek and late week money was in on on the favorite. Uh, and I think you're going to see that this week as well uh, with some late m- money trickling in on the people who wake up in the morning and say, oh, duh, I'm going to bet on the best player in the NFL as a dog in the biggest game of the year. So that, that's kind of how I see it. I like under in the game. Uh, 47.5 was, was I, I sort of make it in that 46 range. Um, so I like under in the game. One of the things to, to be, you know, when you look at series success, uh, the Niners are the best team in the NFL in terms of turning first downs into other first downs the Chiefs are middle of the pack there, despite how good their defense is. So when you're looking at props in this game and you're looking at, like, kind of how the game will play out, I think there are going to be relatively few possessions. I think that both field goal over props for both kickers are live, and I think that this game goes under.
0: Can Jake, can Jake Moody make the field goals? I guess we'll, we'll find out coming up on Super yeah. Bowl Sunday. Uh, Eric, final question here.
1: When you ask me about <laughs> the game, I just want to play Eric's answer, I think.
0: That's what... Eric, we got about 30 to 45 seconds for this one to close. With Ben Johnson staying in Detroit as the offensive coordinator of the Lions, it had been presumed by a lot of, not just like people, like really smart people who know really smart people in the league for a long time that Ben Johnson was going to be the next head coach of the commanders. So for me, this is less of a blow to Seattle and more of a blow to the Washington commanders. So, Eric, I ask you, in 30 seconds, the next head coach of the Washington commanders will be who and why?
3: Yeah, really good question. Um yeah, I I have, my information said said Johnson as well, so I'm at a complete loss. Uh, I wouldn't rule out Mike Gravel. I would not rule out Bill Belichick at this point. Bill Belichick and Adam Peters worked together uh, in in uh, in New England all, well way back, uh, and so that that's an underdog here. Uh, Belichick, uh, as he's wanted to do, twenty eight three in the in this coaching uh, in this coaching carousel coming from behind here.
0: Um, would would Belichick actually let Adam Peters pick the players like to be the head coach of the team? In like 10 seconds. Uh,
3: uh, maybe maybe this situation has humbled him enough. Maybe.
0: It's, I think has that's it? the most interesting thing, right? If Bill goes to Josh Harris and says, I'll just coach the team, the hotshot GM you just hired can pick the He can shop for the groceries. And I'll cook the meal to use the parcellism. I think it gonna get, get really interesting here with Belichick in this particular hiring cycle. Eric, we really enjoyed this as we always do. We look forward to seeing you out in Las Vegas uh, next week for Super Bowl fifty eight on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. Check out his work for our friends at Sumer Sports. Stay well, safe travels, and we'll see you in the Sin City.
3: Can't wait, fellas. Take care.
0: Our pal Eric Eager joining us here, on. You better, you bet. Love that.
1: That'll be fun. You're gonna be out in yeah. Vegas? I guess, like, more people than I thought that, are, like, could be on the show are going to be there, which I, I guess I didn't really think about. Like, that's pretty cool.
0: Oh, radio, well, Wednesday at Radio Row will be kind of tame. Thursday is going to be an absolute madhouse when we're there. And Friday is, like, like we won't be there. That's, that's yeah. the three-ring circus. On the other side, we'll start giving you detailed thoughts on Super Bowl 58 and a little bit more from Championship Sunday.